Are we on the air? We're finally on the air. Sorry to interrupt Joe, Jim Bohannon. We're, we're fans of Jim Bohannon. We actually know him. He's a good dude. He's been nice to us. The great Jim Bohannon. He's one of my uh, uh, earliest radio inspirations, Jim Bohannon. Bertha in Wichita. So, <laughs> um, uh, I was listening to him in 1984, my first radio job. Great. And he was, uh, he was fantastic. Um, so, we are moments away from the Mueller uh, thing happening today. We have an introduction. <clears throat> well, this is this is the behind-the-scenes show, right? <clears throat> no, no. Is this the real show? We need the introduction. I thought this was the behind-the-scenes show. You the table setter? You want the table setter? Oh, this is the behind... Oh. I misunderstood. We actually haven't, actually haven't started yet, right? Or do we start at, we start at 5.30? Are we started now? So this is merely trampling on the great Jimbo Hannon. Yeah, that's fine. Um, speak, turn down your radio, Bertha. <laughs> <laughs> so... You know, I was thinking about this. If if you if you if you came in from outer space and you didn't know what was going on and you explained what was happening, you would think this is one of the most mon- monumental days in U.S. history. <clears throat> Depending on who you ask, yes, because it is. He if, says, if, if you didn't have any b- background, the guy who investigated the president for two years about uh, breaking all kinds of laws and committing all kinds of crimes that would treason him, for God's sake that would get him booted out of office, office maybe thrown in jail, line him up against the Washington Monument and shoot him is going to testify. On the other hand, if you know that he's already put this information out and it's been discussed uh, over and over and over and over again, then then it, then it changes into something else. But Nobody knows, and we'll find out here in a couple of minutes, I assume, whether or not he's going to answer any questions. I was looking at the Washington Examiner had an interesting 100 things they should ask uh, Robert Mueller. I only read, like, the first couple, because I'm not going to read 100. That seems like an awful lot. Please. You have nothing else going on in your life? But uh, the, Are you on the moon the with no- Neil Armstrong in this scenario? For me, on this side of the question is, when did you know that, that you weren't going to charge him? And that, that there wasn't anything there. When did you know that? Mm. Was it before the midterm elections? And if so, maybe you should have said something. What about the question of collusion? Or uh, obstruction, rather. I can't even pay attention. So we're watching the cable news, and they got an empty table there, and a gazillion uh, people with cameras, and uh, right. the ancient people are filing in and getting ready to talk. Michael, play the introduction. This is going to be great. Wait till you hear this. All right, now fade to the thing Sean did. On the eve of Robert Mueller's appearance on Capitol Hill, all the preparations and planning now give way to what could be the most consequential testimony in years. There has been discussion about an appearance before Congress. Any testimony from this office would not go beyond our report. (laughs) That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Let the clown show begin. Now, you'll notice the clowns are ushering in dogs and ponies. I see they are, are ushering in. Are those grandstands they're putting all over the uh, the congressional floor there? Right. Wow, is that a plate spinner? They have a plate spinner. Yep, yep. The forgotten art of plate spinner. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> this man's known to keep 64 plates in the... Oh, speaking of 64... Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, that's the, the music we're heading for a circus. That's the music as everybody walks in. Mueller is actually walking in the room now, shaking hands. This is the first time Robert Mueller has ever testified before. I'm sorry, what was that? This is the 70th time Robert Mueller has testified before Congress on various matters through the years. Okay. This is the first time he is testifying on a topic which he said he will not testify upon. So this should be fascinating. 
Now, whether he sticks to that or not, Adam Schiff late last night, I don't know if everybody's heard this, Adam Schiff late last night contacted Mueller and said, you do not have to honor that Justice Department guideline they sent you saying you're supposed to stick to the report. Also breaking Thanks for the advice, pencil neck. Also breaking news yesterday was the Justice Department saying, Mueller, ask us for this letter. He said, could you give me some guidance right. so I'll have something to fall back on on what I'm allowed to say and what I'm not. Nadler called it obstruction of justice. Mueller asked for the letter. So I don't know where you are with that information. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Throw them all in jail. <laughs> Throw, them. <laughs> Throw them all in jail. All I know is this is the day that history will mark is the beginning of the end of the... Tra- oh, my... Ah! Ah! I was briefly possessed by the evil spirit of Brian Williams. Ah! It looks like they're ready to start. I wonder if they're going to do the thing where somebody jumps in immediately and says, I object. Uh, <laughs> right. This is not Mr. Chairman, this is, this is, this is not official, but according to the rules of the House. We just what? heard who had a uh, grievance That's about true. That's Brian Williams. We don't that need to hear from true. Brian Williams. Hey, Mr. You Chairman, a... are you just going to make up the rules? Whatever Brian Williams says is a lie. Remember is he pulling that. all-nighter? <laughs> He's going to claim he saw dead bodies, no matter what happened. I saw dead bodies floating in front of Robert Mueller. Oh, there's 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 old uh, Gerald Wobbler. He's jabbering now. He's starting to jabber. Certainly hoping it is his last. The Judiciary Committee will come to order. Without objection, the chair is authorized to declare recesses of the committee at any time. I object. We welcome everyone to today's hearing on oversight of the report on the investigation into Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election. I will now recognize myself for a brief opening statement. I like to recognize Mr. Mueller. <laughs> thank you for being here. I want to say just a few words about our themes today: responsibility, integrity, and accountability. Your career, for example, is a model of responsibility. You are a decorated Marine officer. You were awarded a Purple Heart and the Bronze Star for Valor in Vietnam. You served in senior roles at the Department of Justice, and in the immediate aftermath of 9/11, you served as director of the FBI. Two years ago, you returned to public service to lead the investigation into Russian interference in the 2016 elections. I want to see Mueller start flipping You conducted that no, investigation with remarkable integrity. <laughs> For 22 months, you never commented in public about your work, even when you were subjected to repeated and grossly unfair personal attacks. Instead, your indictments spoke for you and in astonishing detail. Over the course of your investigation, you obtained criminal indictments against 37 people and entities. You secured Poor the conviction George Papadopoulos. of President Trump's campaign chairman, his deputy campaign manager, his national security advisor, and his personal lawyer, among others. In the Paul Manafort case alone, you recovered as much as $42 million, so that the cost of your investigation to the taxpayers approaches zero. Oh, that's a good way to cover that part of it. You offer the country accountability as well. In volume one, you find that the Russian government attacked our 2016 elections, quote, in a sweeping and systematic fashion, and that the attacks were designed to benefit the Trump campaign. Volume two walks us through 10 separate incidents of possible obstruction of justice, where in your words, President Trump attempted to exert undue influence over your investigation. The president's behavior included, and I quote from your report, quote, public attacks on the investigation, non-public efforts to control. 
It's worth mentioning that uh, there was a, a bit of a controversy yesterday and that Mueller has got a guy sitting next to him that is kind of his counsel. Yeah. Mueller is already leaning over with the counsel whispering in his ear over some of the things Nadler has just characterized. Wow. About oh, things Mueller said and his lawyer is already talking in his ear. And so. the counsel dude's a sworn witness, right? So he might talk. Maybe. And efforts in both public and private to encourage witnesses not to cooperate. Close quote. Among the most shocking of these incidents, President Trump ordered his White House counsel to have you fired and then to, den- to lie and deny that it had happened. He ordered his former campaign manager to convince the recused attorney general to step in and limit your work. And he attempted to prevent witnesses from cooperating with your investigation. Mueller, all, uh, once again, Although leaning in to listen to his lawyer talk. Barred you from indicting huh. the president for this conduct. You made clear that he what is you want not to do later? exonerated. I mean, after Any this. Any other person who acted in lunch? this way would have been charged with crimes. And in this nation, not even the president is above the law. Which brings me to this committee's work. Responsibility, integrity, and accountability. These are the marks by which we who serve on this committee will be measured as well. Director Mueller. We have a responsibility to address the evidence that you have uncovered. You recognize as much when you said, quote, the Constitution requires a process other than the criminal justice system to formally accuse a sitting president of wrongdoing, close quote. That process begins with the work of this committee. We will follow your example. Everything that Nadler says that is along those lines, that the really strong stuff, Mueller leans over and the lawyer starts talking in his ear. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, I I don't know if we're going to find out what's going on there or not. We will follow the facts where they lead. We will consider all appropriate remedies. We will make our recommendation to the House when our work concludes. We will sit in big leather chairs. Because there must be accountability for the conduct described in your report especially as it relates to the president. Thank you again, Director Mueller. Yeah, my pleasure. We look forward to your testimony. I look forward to leaving. It is now my pleasure to recognize the ranking member of the Judiciary Committee, the gentleman from Georgia, Mr. Collins, for his opening statement. Thank you, Mr. Chairman, and thank you, Mr. Mueller, for being here. For two years leading up to the release of the Mueller report, and in the three months since, Americans were first told what to expect and then what to believe. Collusion, we were told, was in plain sight, even if the special counsel's team didn't find it. When Mr. Mueller produced his report and Attorney General Barr provided it to every American, we read no American conspired with Russia to interfere in our elections, but learned the depths of Russia's malice toward America. We are here to ask serious questions about Mr. Mueller's work, and we will do that. After an extended, unhampered investigation, today marks an end to Mr. Mueller's involvement in an investigation that closed in April. The burden of proof for accusations that remain unproven is extremely high, and especially in light of the special counsel's thoroughness. We are told this investigation began as an inquiry into whether Russia meddled in our 2016 election. Mr. Mueller, you concluded they did. Russians accessed Democrat servers and disseminated sensitive information by tricking campaign insiders into revealing protected information. The investigation also reviewed whether Donald Trump, the president, sought Russian assistance as a candidate to win the presidency. Mueller, Mueller leaning in listening to his lawyer not. again. His family or advisors did not. In fact, the report concludes no one in the president's campaign colluded, collaborated, or conspired with the Russians. I wonder if Mueller's going to say neither one of you came close to uh, 
mischaracterizing what I wrote. Did either can, we get, can we get started, please? I think Mueller should say, I like beer. I didn't rape anybody. Oh, that was the last hearing. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that was the last clown show. Watch the public narrative surrounding this investigation. Assumes he, the assume his guilt while he knew the extent of his innocence. Volume 2 of Mr. Mueller's report details the president's reaction to frustrating investigation where his innocence was established early on. The president's attitude toward the investigation was understandably negative, yet the president did not use his authority to close the investigation. He asked his lawyer if Mr. Mueller had conflicts that disqualified Mr. Mueller from the job, but he did not shut down the investigation. The president knew he was innocent. Those are the facts of and the Mueller I, report. I appreciate these fellows trying as hard as they, uh, they are, but uh, I'm not sure this amounts to anything. Well, we'll see. They're just trying to manufacture campaign ads for 2020. There's a lot of that, and it depends on what Mueller says, which hopefully we'll find out soon. Mr. Mueller's testimony about what he found during his review of the origins of the investigation. In addition, the inspector general continues to review how baseless gossip can be used to launch an FBI investigation against a private citizen. Well, there you go. And eventually a president. Those results will be released, and we will need to learn from them to ensure government intelligence and law enforcement powers are never again used and turned on a private citizen or a potential or political candidate as a result of the political leanings of a handful of FBI agents. The origins and conclusion of the Mueller investigation are the same things, what it means to be American. Every American has a voice in our democracy, so it must protect the sanctity of their voice by combating election interference. Mueller has a great poker face. I mean, it's astounding. He is like a cigar store Indian. He looks like a cadaver. A little. A little. It must be that we increase our vigilance against foreign election interference while we ensure our Vietnam hero. What's the matter with you? Against the constitutional rights guaranteed to every U.S. citizen. Finally, we must agree that the opportunity cost here is too high. The months we have spent investigating from this dice fail to end the border crisis or contribute to the growing job market. Instead, we have gotten stuck, and it's paralyzed this committee and this House. And as a side note. Yeah, so that was Doug Collins. i got to admit, I don't know his act. He's the ranking member on the House uh, Judicial Committee, which this is. Mm-hmm. And um, he's the Republican uh, standing up for uh, all that is right and good in, in his mind. But I, I didn't know his act. That's the first time I've ever really paid any yeah, attention. Sharp so, guy. Yeah, it right. seemed like he did a good job. Back to Nadler, I guess. Family and kids, the most important things to me to come to this place because I believe this place is a place where we can actually do things and help people. Six and a half years ago, I came here to work on behalf of the people of the Ninth District in this country. And we accomplished a lot in those first six years on a bipartisan basis with many of my friends across the aisle sitting on this dais with me today. However, this year, because the majority's dislike of this president and the endless hearing into a closed investigation have caused us to accomplish nothing except talk about the problems of our country while our border is on fire in crisis and everything else is stopped. This hearing is long overdue. We've had truth for months. No American conspired to throw our election. What we need today is to let that truth bring us confidence and I hope, Mr. Chairman, closure. With that, I yield back. Thank you, Mr. Collins. Now we'll I will now introduce today's witnesses. from all 435 other Congress served people. served as director of the FBI from 2001 to 2013, and most recently served as special counsel in the Department of Justice, overseeing the investigation into Russian interference in the 2016 special election. He received his B.A. from Princeton University, an it M.A. Wasn't from a New special York University. Election. It was a regular election. And have those every four years. What are you talking about? Mr. Mueller is accompanied by his by counsel Aaron Zebley, who served as deputy special counsel on the investigation. We welcome our distinguished witness and we thank you for participating in today's hearing. 
Now, if you would please Thank rise, you. I'm I will thrilled. begin by swearing you in. Would you raise your right hand, please? Left hand. Do you swear or affirm under penalty of perjury that the testimony you're about to give is true and correct to the best of your knowledge, information, and belief? So help you God. Let the record show the witness answered the affirmative. Thank you, and please be seated. Mueller has spoken. We have the first words from Mueller. That your written statement <laughs> they were will be audible, but... the record in its entirety. Accordingly, I ask that you summarize your testimony in five minutes. Director Mueller, you may begin. Is this thing working? Good morning, Chairman Nadler the, uh, and Ranking Member Collins and the members of the committee. As you know, in May 2017, the Acting Attorney General asked me to serve as Special Counsel. I undertook, undertook that role because I believed that it was of paramount interest to the nation to determine whether a foreign adversary had interfered in the presidential election. As the Acting Attorney General said at the time, the appointment was necessary in order for the American people to have full confidence, confidence in the outcome. <sighs> My staff and I carried out this assignment with that critical objective in mind. To work quietly, thoroughly, and with integrity so that the public would have full confidence in the outcome. The order appointing me as special counsel directed our office to investigate Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election. Yeah, we covered that. This included investigating any links or coordination between the Russian government and individuals associated with the Trump campaign. It also included investigating efforts to interfere with or obstruct our investigation. Throughout the investigation, I continually stressed two things to the team that we had assembled. First, we needed to do our work as thoroughly as possible and as expeditiously as possible. It was in the public interest for our investigation to be complete and not to last a day longer than was necessary. Second, the investigation needed to be conducted fairly and with absolute integrity. Our team would not leak or take other actions that could compromise the integrity of our work. All decisions were made based on the facts and the law. During the course of our investigation, we charged more than 30 defendants with committing federal crimes, including 12 officers of the Russian military. Seven defendants have been convicted or pled guilty. Certain of the charges we brought remain pending today. And for those matters, I stress that the indictments contain allegations and every defendant is presumed innocent unless and until proven guilty. In addition to the criminal charges we brought, as required by Justice Department regulations, we submitted a confidential report to the Attorney General at the conclusion of our investigation. The report set forth the results of our work and the reasons for our charging and declination decisions. That would be your Mueller report. The Attorney General later made the, the report largely public. Read. As you know, I made a few limited remarks, limited remarks about our report when we closed the special counsel's office in May of this year. But there are certain points that bear emphasis. First, our investigation found that the Russian government interfered in our election 
in sweeping and systematic fashion. Second, the investigation did not establish that members of the Trump campaign conspired with the Russian government in its election interference activities. We did not address collusion, which is not a legal term. Rather, we focused on whether the evidence was sufficient to charge any member of the campaign with taking part in a criminal conspiracy, and it was not. Wow. I mean, isn't that a major statement right there? Yeah. Seems like a pretty major statement to me. Not new, but huge. Right. All right. Well, investigation of efforts to obstruct the investigation and lie to investigators was of critical importance. Obstruction of justice strikes at the core of the government's effort to find the truth and to hold <coughs> wrongdoers accountable. Finally, as described in volume two of our report, we investigated a series of actions by the president towards the investigation. Based on Justice Department policy and principles of fairness, we decided we would not make a determination as to whether the president committed a crime. That was our decision then, and it remains our decision today. Let me say a further word about my appearance today. It is unusual for a prosecutor to testify about a criminal investigation. And given my role as a prosecutor, there are reasons why my testimony, testimony will necessarily be limited. First, public testimony could affect several ongoing matters. In some of these matters, court rules or judicial orders limit the disclosure of information to protect, to protect the fairness of the proceedings. And consistent with long-standing Justice Department policy, it would be inappropriate for me to comment in any way that could affect an ongoing matter. Second, the Justice Department has asserted privileges concerning investigative information and decisions, ongoing matters within the Justice Department and deliberations within our office. These are Justice Department privileges that I will respect. The Department has released the letter discussing the restrictions on my testimony. I therefore will not be able to answer questions about certain areas that I know are of public interest. For example, I am unable to address questions about the initial opening of the FBI's Russia investigation, oh, which what? occurred months before my appointment, Boo. or matters related to the so-called Steele dossier. Okay. That's it, honey. These Let's matters go. are subject of <laughs> ongoing go. review no. by the department. Yeah, everybody in the crowd's thinking, let's beat traffic Yeah, and, and head for the parking lot. We only came to hear about the steel dossier. questions on these topics should therefore be directed to the FBI or the Justice Department. As I explained when we closed the special counsel's office in May, our report contains our findings and analysis and the reasons for the decisions we made. We conducted an extensive investigation over two years. In writing the report, we stated the results of our in investigation with precision. We scrutinized every word. I do not intend to summarize or describe the results of our work in a different way in the course of my testimony today. And as I said on May 29th, the report is my testimony and I will stay within that text. 
And as I stated in May, I will not comment on the actions of the Attorney General or of Congress. Wow. I was appointed as a prosecutor, and I intend, intend to adhere to that role and to the department standards that govern it. So this could be a nothing burger, hold the bun. Uh, yeah, based on what he just said, I can't imagine how anything is going to come out of this. Unless grandstanding and dog and ponies, we'll, we'll have to see if it's entertaining. If it's not, phew. Yeah, um, and he doesn't seem like the kind of the guy that's going to get worn down through questioning oh, and no. back off of what he just he, said. He doesn't care. Whether it's the Republicans wanting to hear about the opening of the investigation, which he said he won't comment on, or uh, anything beyond the report. Right. So, uh, well, I don't know. So what do you want to do now? You want to tell childhood stories? Let's or? see what happens. <laughs> and then just, I'm ready to bail any, any moment. We'll be joined today by Deputy Special Counsel Aaron Zebley. Mr. Zebley has extensive okay. experience as a, pr- a federal prosecutor. <laughs> And at the FBI, where he served as my chief of staff. And Mr. Ze- Mr. Zebley was responsible for the day-to-day oversight of the investigations conducted by our office. Now, I also want to, again, say thank you to the attorneys, the FBI agents, the analysts, the professional staff who helped us conduct this investigation in a fair and independent manner. These individuals who spent nearly two years of working on this matter were of the highest integrity. Didn't they give him five minutes? How long has this been going on? One more thing. Over the course of my career, I have seen a number of challenges to our democracy. The Russian government's effort to interfere in our election is among the most serious. Wow. As I said on May 29th, this deserves the attention of every American. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Yeah, that's a good one, and always has gotten lost in this thing from the very beginning. An adversary of the United States really effed with our process. Right. And uh, and and thanks to Trump and Democrats focusing on other things, mm-hmm. it just it doesn't get the discussion it deserves. And I think that will continue today to a large extent. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. Back no. to the droning. Thank you. We will now proceed under the five-minute rule with questions. I will begin by recognizing myself for five minutes. Director Mueller, the president has repeatedly claimed that your report found there was no obstruction and that it completely and totally exonerated him. But that is not what your report said, is it? Correct. That is not what the report said. And now reading from page two of volume two of your report that's on the screen, you wrote, quote, If we had confidence after a thorough investigation of the facts that the president clearly did not commit obstruction of justice, we would so state. Based on the facts and the applicable legal standards, however, we are unable to reach that judgment, close quote. Now, does that say there was no obstruction? No. In fact, you were actually unable to conclude the president did not commit obstruction of justice. Is that correct? Well, we... uh uh, at the outset, uh, determined that we, uh, when it came to the, uh, the, the president's culpability, uh, we, needed to, uh, we, needed, we needed to go forward only after taking into account the OLC opinion that indicated that a president, a sitting president, cannot be uh, indicted. So the report did not conclude that he did not commit obstruction of justice? Is that correct? That is correct. And what about total exoneration? Did you actually totally exonerate the president? No. Now, in fact, okay. 
He's answering questions. Um, uh, right. Now, uh, to a certain extent, that's the, you know, I always like to use the OJ uh, example. The, the, the jury doesn't totally exonerate you. That's no. not what they do. On no. the other hand, if you're running around saying I've been totally exonerated. Right. Who as said the, that? As the president Trump. has. Oh, the president, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, so, right. but that's not what they do. That's not what the process is. So, Just keep in mind, the, the reason for this hearing, the only reason for this hearing, is the manufacture of campaign ads. And and sound clips and supplying the media with stuff that well, they yeah. can use to hammer the president. It's it's audio versions of what was written because people don't read. <laughs> right, exactly. So people don't the, read the book, they watch the movie. The only, so this is the movie. Anyway, back to it, I guess. It expressly states that it does not exonerate the president. It does. And your investigation actually found, quote, multiple acts by the president that were capable of exerting undue influence over law enforcement investigations including the Russian interference and obstruction investigations. Is that correct? Correct. Now, Director Mueller, can you explain in plain terms what that finding means so the American people can understand it? Well, uh, the finding indicates that uh, the president uh, was not... uh, uh, the president was not uh, exculpated... Uh, for the acts that uh, he allegedly committed. I thought he just said he wasn't going to, like, re-explain and rephrase the report. He did say that, and now, and he, now is, he is. Now he is rephrasing <laughs> his Very own old. report. He probably forgot he said that. Yeah, and, and, and not well. And he does sound really old, and uh, there's an opportunity for him to say some things he didn't Uh-oh. intend to say, I think. Uh-oh. In fact, you were talking about incidents, quote, in which the president sought to use his official power outside of usual channels, unquote, to exert undue influence over your investigations. Is that right? That's correct. Now, am I correct that on page 7 of volume 2 of your report, you wrote, quote, the president became aware that his own conduct was being investigated in an obstruction of justice inquiry. At that point, the president engaged in a second phase of conduct involving public attacks on the investigation, non-public efforts to control it, and efforts in both public and private to encourage witnesses not to cooperate with the investigation, close quote. So President Trump's efforts to exert undue influence over your investigation intensified after the president became aware that he personally was being investigated? I stick with the language that you have in front of you. Which? Which comes from page 7, volume 2. Now, is it correct that if you concluded that the president committed the crime of obstruction, you could not publicly state that in your report or here today? Can you repeat the question, sir? Is it correct that if you had concluded that the president committed the crime of obstruction, you could not publicly state that in your report or here today? Well, I would say uh, you, um, I could, uh, the statement would be the, the, that you would not indict, and you would not indict because uh, under the OLC opinion, uh, a sitting president, <coughs> excuse me, cannot be indicted. Be un- okay, there's no reason to mm. think that Mueller's mind isn't as sharp as can be, but right. there will be people making a big deal out of how old he sounds because he sounds yeah. kind of old and bumbling and, and like confused. It doesn't mean he is confused. No, he's he's trying to word everything very very carefully, but he does come off as very very old. Yeah, and I think that'll be a theme today. Constitutional. So you could not state that because of the OLC opinion, if that would have been your conclusion? The OLC opinion uh, uh, was some guide, yes. But under DOJ, under Department of Justice policy, the president could be prosecuted for obstruction of justice crimes after he leaves office, is correct? True. 
Thank you. Did any senior White House official refuse a request to be interviewed by you and your team? I don't believe so. The president? Well, I take, uh, let me take that back. I, I would have to look at it, but I'm not certain that that was the case. Did the president refuse a request to be interviewed by you and your team? Yes. Yes. And is it true that you tried for more than a year to secure an interview with the president? Yes. And is it true that you and your team advised the president's lawyer that, quote, an interview with the president is vital to our investigation? Close yes. Quote? Yes. And is it true that you also, st quote, stated that it is in the interest of the presidency and the public for an interview to take place? Close quote. Yes. But the president still refused to sit for an interview by you or your team? True. True. And did you also ask him to provide written answers to questions on the 10 possible episodes of obstruction of justice crimes involving him? Yes. Did he provide any answers to a single question about whether he engaged in obstruction of justice crimes? I would have to check on that. I'm not certain. Director Mueller, we are grateful that you are here to explain your investigation and findings. Having reviewed your work, I believe anyone else would engage in the conduct described in your report would have been criminally prosecuted. Your work is vitally important to this committee and the American people because no one is above the law. Okay, so that's the uh, opening salvo from the chair, who's a Democrat, Mr. Nadler, against Mueller, who sounds uh, Robert Mueller, who wrote his own report. The Mueller report is very handy. Um, he uh, he sounds incredibly nervous, Mueller. Nervous and old. Yeah. I'd be yeah, nervous, to too. Say. Because he sounds very aware that every syllable he utters is going to be dissected at a level that no one is yeah, prepared for. And that is not an exaggeration. Every syllable, every pause. As you can see, he paused there uncomfortable with the idea of not saying he obstructed justice or whatever. Right. <laughs> Cable News is going to bring on some professional poker player trying to break down his tells. You see when his eyes go up Body the language segment. He's oh, accessing no. the imaginary side of his brain. And <laughs> so we're about to join our uh, full network, our hundreds of stations across the globe and the, and the ships at sea. Um, and we want to bring you the Republican, um, uh, the top-ranking Republican grilling Mueller, but Boy, so that the headline to me is Mueller states, I'm not going to talk about any of this stuff the public wants to know about, and I'm not going outside the report. Right. And then he started answering quite a few questions I didn't think he would answer. Right. Yeah, went ahead and recharacterized things that the, well, at, at one point he said, no, I'll stick with the, the wording of the report. And the other ones, yeah, yeah, I'll go there. <laughs> so it's, it's difficult to say, you know, uh, to his nervousness slash age slash whatever his hesitancy and babbling. Uh, he's also got to try to remember which part of his brain each of these answers are coming from. Is it the, wait a minute, is that public? All right, that's privilege. That I'm not allowed to say because right. nobody's been indicted. There there got to be like four folders in his brain including, that he knows stuff from. Including one giant secret folder that we may never know. That's the one I want to see. Which is labeled what I really think, which could be anything from... This should have never happened. This is a disaster for America. What a dog and pony show. Two, everything from that to this guy is a crook and should be in jail, but he's the president and there's nothing I can do about it. Could be anywhere in between those his own personal beliefs right. that he's got to work as hard as he can to leave out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's try to read the hints. Um, I think there's been enough answers already that cable news, the Trump hating cable news especially, will go wild with the answers he just gave uh, yeah. Nadler all yeah. day long. I, uh, as always is the case, will it will it change one single voter's mind about how they feel about Donald Trump? That I don't know. Well, we have an election, November of 2020. 
That's how we decide these things. A year and a half away. Yeah, or, or, you know, go ahead and impeach. But it was stated the reason for this hearing is to try to sway more Americans to the idea that the president's a dirty dealer. And more Democrats, as they got about 90 in the House that have, that have said, yeah, I'd go with impeachment. They want to get that up in the mid 100s after today. Right. Whether or not that happens, I don't know. We got got just a minute or so before we're going to. uh, Two minutes before we're going to rejoin the live coverage. Do you think this coverage. is more for the other Democrats than than actual voters? Since voters seem to have their opinions Both. already kind of baked in. Well, yeah and no. They're just hoping, and and you might as it's one of those uh, things where you might as well try. Right. If they can move the polls five, six, seven points, then all of a sudden politicians who remember are congenital cowards at every moment. They just want to keep their job. Exactly. Uh, then they'll all of a sudden find their courage and say, yes, I, I, I am with you on impeachment. If You know, if the polls move a little you bit. You know, it's sad, but I think it is true <clears throat> that this is a good idea for getting the report out if you, uh, if you believe it's damaging to Trump because people didn't read it. Right. And people don't aren't going to sit down and read it. It's 400-some well, pages long, and this is an opportunity to get the highlights out. Um, here's a, my one uh, contradictory point to that. There was loads and loads of video of exciting young people with firm breasts and white teeth describing what is in the report. So we've already, in effect, had a movie version of it. Now, this stumbling old fella, <laughs> God bless him in his service to the country and, and everything else, but... As movies go, this one ain't so great so far. Yeah. So will the strategy work? I don't know. I'll bet at the lunch break, it's De Niro that comes back, and Mueller sees if he can pull it off. He goes home. <laughs> De Niro comes back in and sits down. Yeah, well, that'd make for a better movie. Oh, and he nominated boy. Robert De Niro. Yeah, so we got Doug Collins, the uh, ranking member. What that means is the top dog for the party that's out of power. Uh, the Southern guy. He's uh, tough, smart. He's going he's gonna to grill old man Mueller and try to get something out of him. I don't know. We've already run our fascinating, uh, fabulous, entertaining intro earlier in the show, but if uh, for people don't that know, are just joining us, sell it. Don't, don't, <laughs> I, I thought it was good. I thought it was really good. Like show business. <laughs> I thought it was really, really good. Nothing so. in particular is coming your way. Special historic Armstrong and Getty show. On the eve of Robert Mueller's appearance on Capitol Hill, all the preparations and planning now give way to what could be the most consequential testimony in years. There has been discussion about an appearance before Congress. Any testimony from this office would not go beyond our report. Well, and that's that. Uh, <laughs> old man Mueller is on Capitol Hill right now, uh, testifying. So there's already been um, uh, some of the testimony and speaking and that sort of stuff. We should catch you up on that before we rejoin what's happening. First of all, there were long and dreadfully dull opening statements. If you missed them, I, <laughs> I congratulate you. Part of Mueller's opening statement, Robert Mueller, the guy, the former FBI director who, who ran the investigation for two years into Trump and collusion, obstruction and, and Russia and all that sort of stuff, came out and said, uh, I'm not going to talk about the Steele dossier. I'm not going to talk about anything by, beyond the report. Right. I know that a lot of the public is interested in this, but I'm just not going to talk about it. Yeah. Then Gerald Nadler, the House chair and Democrat who's, who's hell bent on impeachment, started grilling him. And Mueller started answering some questions that he just said he wouldn't answer. Yeah, procedural questions like, listen, if you had decided that the president obstructed justice, would you have said that? 
Mueller said no because the uh, you know Office of Legal Counsel right. uh, regulations and the rest of it. So. And one of the headlines I guarantee you of the day, if nothing else comes out of it, uh, Nadler ask Mueller, did your report exonerate the president? Right. And Mueller said no. No. He chose not to say prosecutors don't exonerate people. He could have said that. Mm-hmm. So he's already begun editorializing in a way. Oh, boy, that's that's the sort of parsing yeah. we're, we, we were already discussing, that every syllable, every hesitation, every every time Mueller uh, joins with his lawyer to answer a question will be parsed well, by uh, your cable news pundits. That's why they make you sort of tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Sometimes half the truth is, is another version of a lie. No doubt. So we uh, ought to get back into it. So this is the ranking Republican uh, getting his shot at talking to Robert Mueller in the question and answer. Here we go. I now, re- I now recognize the uh, gentleman Nadler from the Georgia, stomach Mr. staple. Nadler, the, st- or the balloon or something. Nadler like got the stomach staple. He, he wears his pants up around his nipples. You want to comment on anybody else's uh, uh, physiognomy uh, or whatever that word is? Shin extensions you want to mention? <laughs> Soon. Here we go. We're moving on. No understanding. Just reiterating the five-minute rule. Mr. Mueller, I have several questions, many of which that you just answered will be con- uh, questioned here in a moment, but I want to lay some foundation, so we'll go through these fairly quickly. I'll, I'll talk slowly. I'm said that I talk fast. I will talk slowly. <laughs> Thank you, sir. In your press conference, you stated any testimony from your office would not go beyond our report. We chose these words carefully. The work speaks for itself. I would not provide information beyond that which is already public in any appearance before Congress. Do you stand by that statement? Yes. Since closing the special counsel's office in May of 2019, have you conducted any additional interviews or obtained any new information in your role as special counsel? In the, in the, in the wake of the report? Since the, since the closing of the office in May of 2019. And uh, the question was... Have you conducted any, any new interviews and any new witnesses? No. Anything? And you can confirm you're no longer special counsel, correct? I am no longer special counsel. At any time of the investigation, was your investigation curtailed or, curtailed or stopped or hindered? No. Were you or your team provided any questions by members of Congress of the majority ahead of your hearing today? No. Your report states that your investigative team included 19 lawyers and approximately 40 FBI agents and analysts and accountants. Are those numbers accurate? Uh, Could you repeat that, please? 40 FBI agents, 19 lawyers, intelligence analysts, and forensic accountants. Are those numbers accurate? This was included in your report. Generally, yes. Is it also true that you issued over 2,800 subpoenas, executed nearly 500 search warrants, obtained more than 230 orders for communication records, and 50 pen registers? Uh, that went a little fast for me. Yeah, he's obviously hard of hearing. That's one of our issues here. Yeah, I, I think it's pretty interesting. So Nadler did a good job speaking of the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Nadler got him to say things like, uh, Trump didn't answer these questions, or these questions weren't answered. Right. This guy got him to say, were, were you obstruct? Did anything hinder your investigation? Right. And he said no. Right. So you got to yeah. slow down, dog. How do you square this? old fellow's hearing ain't so good. Oof. I'll make this very simple. You did a lot of work, correct? Yeah, that I agree. A lot of subpoenas, a lot of pen registers. A lot of subpoenas. Yes. Okay, we'll walk this really slow. A lot of search warrants. That's a... All right, a lot of search warrants, a lot of things. So you're very thorough. You what? In your opinion, very thorough. You listed yes. this out in your yes. report, correct? Yes. Thank you. I wish we had Chuck Grassley up there so we could have a... What was that? <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. I said, what, what was that? What you... was what? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. It could be a long day. Oh, boy. Is it true... 
the evidence gathered during your investigation, uh, given the questions that you have just answered, is it true the evidence gathered during your investigation did not establish that the president was involved in the underlying crime related to Russian election interference as stated in volume one, page seven? We found uh, insufficient uh, evidence of uh, uh, the president's cul culpability. Uh, so that would be a yes. Without, I'm pardon? That would be a yes. Yes. That's, thank you. Isn't it true the evidence did not establish that the president or those close to him were involved in the charged Russian computer hacking or active measure conspiracies or that the president otherwise had unlawful relationships with any Russian official? Volume 2, page 76. Correct? I uh, leave the answer to the uh, our report. So it was a yes. Is that any true? Your investigation did not establish that members of the Trump campaign conspired or coordinated with Russian government in the election interference activity. Volume 1, page 2. Volume 1, page 173. Thank you. Yes. Yes, thank you. Although thank your you. report states collusion is not so specific offense, and you said that this morning, or a term of art in federal criminal law, conspiracy is, in the colloquial context, are collusion and conspiracy essentially synonymous terms? You're going to have to repeat that for me. Collusion is not a specific offense or a term of art in the federal criminal law. Conspiracy is. Yes. In the colloquial context, known public context, collusion, collusion and question. conspiracy are essentially synonymous terms, correct? No. If no, on page 180 of volume one of your report, you wrote, as defined in legal dictionaries, collusion is largely synonymous with conspiracy as that crime is set forth in the general federal conspiracy statute, 18 U.S.C. 371. And you said at your May 20... Oof! Your report says collusion is synonymous with uh, conspiracy? Yeah. And you just answered the question, no. If he heard it. <sighs> I thought you said conspicuousness. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I cannot Rush. hear a thing. That's yes. Rush Limbaugh. Um, uh, okay, this is getting... Okay. Let's see. Well, this is well-researched. Yeah, no kidding. Here today, you choose your words carefully. Are you sitting here today testifying something different than what your report states? Uh, well, what I'm asking is, if you can give me the citation, I can look at the citation and uh, evaluate whether it is. Accurate. Okay, let me just be clarified. You stated that you would stay within the report. I just stated your report back to you. And you said that collusion, collusion and conspiracy were not synonymous terms. That was your answer was no. That's correct. In that, page 180 of volume one of your report, it says... He's starting to do the talk really loud because you're an old person yeah, thing. Which I think he needs which to. Which you have to do. Yeah. Here. Legal dictionaries, collusion is largely synonymous with conspiracy as that crime is set forth in general conspiracy statute 18 U.S.C. 371. Now, you right. said you chose your words carefully. Are you contradicting your report right now? Not when I read it. So you would change your answer to no, yes, then? No. The, uh, if you look at the language. I'm reading your report, sir. It's yeah, a yes or no page, answer. Page 180. Page 180, volume 1. This was from your report. Correct. And I, uh, I, I, uh, I'll leave it with the uh, report. So the report says, yes, they are synonymous. Yes. Hopefully for finally, out of your own report, we can put to bed the collusion and conspiracy. One last question as we're going through. Did you ever look into other in countries investigated in the Russian uh, interference into our election? Were other countries investigated or found knowledge that they I, had I, interference in our election? I'm not going to discuss uh, other matters. That I yield back. Gentleman yields back. The okay, so uh, I know we have to take a break at some point, right? And we know there are some uh, fireworks to come. 
Uh, but I, that, that might be an important, uh, passage there, not so much for the answers, but the, uh, uh how it affects, uh, Mueller. He might feel like I better really back off any, uh, freelancing here on my answers. I would agree. Because I just worked myself into a corner. Right, and betrayed a lack of familiarity with the report, perhaps. I mean, he was the CEO of the thing, but he did not write it. He had lots of people. And or memorized 400-some pages. Right. Although Although you'd think that point would be uh, one that kind of stands out. Yeah. Since it's been discussed a bit in the news. I'm not sure if it's more important that conspiracy and and whatever are the same thing, uh, collusion collusion are the same thing, as the fact that he didn't know what the report said. Right. That's apparently. Yeah, that was odd. Well, he contradicted it completely. Yeah. Uh, We have more headlines from this coming up on this very special historic edition of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Show. (laughs) Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So the Mueller testimony is going on in front of two House committees today. And first, we're doing the <sighs> Judicial Committee. They're going to do this again later? Uh, yeah. Oof. With Adam Schiff show running the whole thing. Yeah. Um, so we're about to hear it. So we just, we just skipped a Democrat, not because she's a Democrat, but because she, uh, she is against impeachment and didn't really drill down on anything that's newsworthy. Yeah, uh, we're going to try to bring you the highlights as we can. Uh, uh, and this guy, John Ratcliffe, who's a House member from Texas, is about to get into it with Mueller. Oh. So get out the popcorn. Let's all enjoy Go get him, Texas! Good morning, Director. Uh, if you'll let me quickly summarize your opening statement this morning. You said in Volume 1 on the issue of conspiracy, the special counsel determined that the investigation did not establish that members of the Trump campaign conspired or coordinated with the Russian government in its election interference activities. And then in Volume 2, for reasons that you explained, the special counsel did not make a determination on whether there was an obstruction of justice crime committed by the president. Is that fair? Yeah. Yes, sir. All right. Now, in explaining the special counsel did not make what you called a traditional prosecution or declination decision, the report on the bottom of page two of volume two reads as follows. The evidence we obtained about the president's actions and intent presents difficult issues that prevent us from conclusively determining that no criminal conduct occurred. Accordingly, while this report does not conclude that the president committed a crime, it also does not exonerate him. Now, uh, I read that correctly? Yes. All right. Now, your report, and today you said at all times the special counsel team operated under, was guided by, and followed Justice Department policies and principles. So, which DOJ policy or principle sets forth a legal standard that an investigated person is not exonerated if their innocence from criminal conduct is not conclusively determined? Can you repeat the last part of that question? Yeah. Which DOJ policy or principle set forth a legal standard that an investigated person is not exonerated if their innocence from criminal conduct is not conclusively determined? Uh, Where does that language come from, Director? Where is the DOJ policy that says that? Can you, let me make it easier. Can I, I, I'm sorry, go ahead. can you give me an example other than Donald Trump where the Justice Department determined that an investigated person was not exonerated because I, their I, innocence was not conclusively determined? 
In other words, that's not what you generally do. Exactly. That's the opposite of what you do. Nobody cares whether you've exonerated anybody. That's not for you to do. You either prosecute or you don't. It wasn't part of the mission to keep digging until you could reach some level of exoneration, which would be impossible. Proving a negative. Yeah. Right. That's a good question. Uh, I cannot, but this is a unique Okay, situation. well, I, uh, you can't. Time is short. I've got five minutes. Let's just leave it at you can't find it because I'll tell you why. It doesn't exist. The special counsel's job, nowhere does it say that you were to conclusively determine Donald Trump's innocence or that the special counsel report should determine whether or not to exonerate him. It's not in any of the documents. It's not in your appointment order. It's not in the special counsel regulations. It's not in the OLC opinions. It's not in the justice manual. And it's not in the principles of federal prosecution. Nowhere do those words appear together because respectfully, respectfully, Director, it was not the special counsel's job to conclusively determine Donald Trump's innocence or to exonerate him. Because the bedrock principle of our justice system is a presumption of innocence. It exists for everyone. Everyone is entitled to it, including sitting presidents. And because there is a presumption of innocence, prosecutors never, ever need to conclusively determine it. Now, Director, the special counsel applied this inverted burden of proof that I can't find and you said doesn't exist anywhere in the department policies and you used it to write a report and the very first line of your report the very first line of your report says and you as you read this morning it authorizes the special counsel to provide the attorney general with a confidential report explaining the prosecution or declination decisions reached by the special counsel that's the very first word of your report right that's correct here's the problem director the special counsel didn't do that On volume one, you did. On volume two, with respect to potential obstruction of justice, the special counsel made neither a prosecution decision or a declination decision. You made no decision. You told us this morning and in your report that you made no determination. So respectfully, director, you didn't follow the special counsel regulations. It clearly says, write a confidential report about decisions reached. Nowhere in here does it say, write a report about decisions that weren't reached. You wrote 180 pages, 180 pages about decisions that weren't reached, about potential crimes that weren't charged or decided. And respectfully, respectfully, by doing that, you managed to violate every principle and the most sacred of traditions about prosecutors not offering extra prosecutorial analysis about potential crimes that aren't charged. So Americans need to know this as they listen to the Democrats and socialists on the other side of the aisle as they do dramatic (laughs) readings from this report that volume two of this report was not authorized under the law to be written. It was written to a legal standard that does not exist at the Justice Department. Wow. And it was written in violation of every DOJ principle about extra prosecutorial commentary. I agree with the chairman this morning when he said Donald Trump is not above the law. He's not. But he damn sure shouldn't be below the law, which is where volume two of this report puts him. Drop the mic. Ah, Tore off his tie. Good night. People are carrying him out on his shoulders. Yeah, <laughs> their shoulders, not uh, his shoulders. That'd be difficult to pull off. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know that's that's some really good stuff. Excellent. And if there was a jury of twelve, I'd think, oh, that got their attention. But we have elections, and while that's an excellent point, uh, every media outlet that people listen to is going to ignore that and just Your give Trump, juicy details right. all day long. Your Trump ch- hating channels will run 
the stuff from earlier in the hearings in which he said, no, I didn't exonerate him. Right. The uh, Fox will run this part, and everybody will talk past each other. Right. But he made some really good points there. Will will the old fellow reply? Did he understand what was even being said to him? What will he say? And again, respectfully, respectfully. Stay you're tuned. You're very old and you can't hear anything. Right. Oof. Armstrong and Getty. So, uh, what's with the news music? Um, so we're... Uh, Got this special historic edition of the Armstrong and Getty show going on today because the the Mueller testimony is happening live right now and we're monitoring for it and we're doing our best to skip things that are dull or repetitive and bring you any of the highlights. Hmm. Uh, highlights, Jack, a word worth <laughs> defining. People, uh, people who are just joining, what what would your headline be? Oh my goodness! Uh, honestly, my headline would be. Robert Mueller's really old, yeah. and he's kind of hard of hearing. Um, and, and his mind is not super quick. No. And it occurred to me, as I was listening to a lot of it, that when you do something this big and controversial and divisive and the rest of it, the most important thing you can do is put a public face on it that is respected and thought of as fair. And Robert Mueller is the public face of the report. His name is on it. Can you name a single other attorney? Well, who is his second in command? I happen to know Aaron Zebley's there just because the news has named him. Nobody can name anybody else on that team. I wouldn't be able to. It, it, it might include Hitler, Osama bin Laden, and Babe Ruth. We don't know. But Mueller was the guy. He's just he's the PR guy. It's clear now. I mean, I, I don't deny he's a brilliant man, but... Very old and hard of hearing. Um, okay, and so we've gotten into collusion versus... Conspiracy? Conspiracy and whether they're the same thing, and uh, was the president exonerated or not, and all these conversations, which will catch you up. And, and indeed, do, do prosecutors exonerate people? No, they don't. What are you talking about? Never have, never Texas. will. It's undoable. Right. Uh, but so we're going to get back into it. So now we got this guy, Steve Chabot from Ohio. Is he a Republican? Yes. And he's about to uh, start grilling old man Mueller. Gentlemen from Ohio. Thank you. Uh, Director Mueller, my Democratic colleagues were very disappointed in your report. They were expecting you to say something uh, along the lines of, here's uh, why President Trump deserves to be impeached, much as Ken Starr did uh, relative to President Clinton uh, back about 20 years ago. Well, you didn't. Uh, So their strategy had to change. Now they allege that there's plenty of evidence uh, in your report to impeach the president, but the American people just didn't read it. And this hearing today is their last best hope to build up some sort of groundswell across America to impeach President Trump. That's accurate. That's what this is really all about uh, today. Now, a few questions. On page uh, 103 of volume two of your report, when discussing the June 2016 Trump Tower meeting, uh, you reference, quote, the firm that produced the steel reporting, unquote. The name of that firm was Fusion GPS. Is that correct? And you're on page 103? 103, that's correct, volume two. When you talk about the, the firm that produced the steel reporting, uh, the name of the firm that produced that was Fusion GPS. Is that correct? Well, I, I'm not familiar uh, uh, with, uh, with that. I... Well, let, you, let me just help you. Uh, it, it was. It's not. It's not a trick question. Or anything. It was Fusion GPS. 
Now, Fusion GPS produced the opposite. It, it, one of the takeaways for me is going to be, because he's struggling to find the page the guy was talking about. Right. And I don't want to come off as ageist, but it's hard to picture how he was in charge of this whole thing. And maybe not just the face of the, the its, figurehead. The figurehead. I mean, yeah. he's not only the face of the report now, but just kind of the figurehead that, you know, hired the people and kind of kept an eye on things and settled well, right, any and office said, politics. Let's remember pro- to be fair and blah, blah, blah. It's hard to imagine him being involved in the nitty gritty because he is just not real fast. Uh, I don't know. That might be one of the headlines out of this. Oof. Search document widen- widely known as the Steele dossier. And the owner of Fusion GPA was uh, someone named Glenn Simpson. Are, are you familiar with? Uh, this is outside my purview. Okay. Um, Glenn Simpson was never mentioned in the 448-page Mueller report, was he? Well, this is, as I say, it's outside my purview, and it's being handled in the department by others. Okay. What well, about O.J. Simpson? Uh, 448 pages. Homer the, Simpson? The owner of Fusion GPS. Uh, that did the Steele dossier, that started all this. Uh, He's not mentioned in there. Let me move on. Uh, At the same time, uh, Fusion GPS was working to collect opposition research on Donald Trump uh, from foreign sources on behalf of the Clinton campaign and the Democratic National Committee. It also was representing a Russian-based company, Prevazon, which had been sanctioned by the U.S. government. Uh, Are you aware of that? It's outside my purview. Okay, thank you. One of the key players uh, in the, I'll go to something different. Um, One of the key players in the June 2016 Trump Tower meeting was Natalia Vizinetska, uh, who you described in your report as a Russian attorney who advocated uh, for the repeal of the Magnitsky Act. Uh, Vizinetska had been working with none other than Glenn Simpson and Fusion GPS since at least early 2014. Um, are, are you aware of that? Outside my purview. I don't think I was aware of that. Of course, I didn't read the report like all Americans. But I'm going to start saying that more. It's outside my purview. <laughs> He's loving it when it's something he can say that too. I think. Oh, yeah. Thinking, oh, for good. Keep asking questions about things I can't comment on. Mr. Mueller, your report described the Russian attorney as medium hot. Not real hot, but not bad. Is that correct, sir? Outside my purview. So the Russian woman that had the meeting with uh, Trump Jr. and all yes. those people, and Manafort was in the room, and uh, the hottie's husband, Jared Kushner. Right. Um, wow. She was Dismissive. In, she was involved with Glenn Simpson and Fusion yes. GPS? Yeah. So this is time well spent by uh, Chabot of Ohio, yeah. who needs a trim. His hair looks like Wolverine. What is that, Hugh Jackman? What a great actor he is. <laughs> okay, yeah. I was just looking at my watch and saying, have we only been out this for as long as we have? Because it seems like we've been doing this for four hours. Here we go. Thank you. But uh, you didn't mention that or her connections uh, to Glenn Simpson and Fusion uh, GPS uh, in, in your report at all. Um, l- let me move on. Now, NBC News has reported the following. Quote, Russian lawyer Natalia Vizinetskia says she first received the supposedly incriminating information she brought to Trump Tower describing alleged tax evasion and donation to Democrats from none other than Glenn Simpson, the Fusion GPS owner. Um, you didn't include that in the report, and I assume you're no, saying that was the matter being handled by others at the Department of Justice. Okay, thank you. Um, That's interesting. Now, your report spends yeah. 14 pages so it is being discussing the June 9th 2016 Trump Tower meeting, um, it would be fair to say, would it not, that you spent 
significant resources investigating that meeting. Well, I, I refer you to the, uh, uh, the report. Okay. And, and President Trump wasn't at the meeting? No, you're aware of that. Thank you. Now, in stark contrast to the actions of the Trump campaign, we know that the Clinton campaign did pay Fusion GPS to gather dirt on the Trump campaign from persons associated with foreign governments. Um, but your report doesn't mention a thing about Fusion GPS uh, in it, and you didn't investigate Fusion GPS's connections to Russia. So let me just ask you this. Um, can you see that from neglecting to mention Glenn Simpson and Fusion GPS's involvement with the Clinton campaign, to focusing on a brief meeting at the Trump Tower that produced nothing, to ignoring the Clinton campaign's own ties to Fusion GPS, why some view your report as a pretty one-sided attack on the president? Well, I, have, uh, I tell you, this is still outside my purview. All right. And I, I would just... That was classic. Just he wanted to say that and get that out there. Right. Yeah. Although it does make a, a pretty good point. If our theme here sure. is Russian interference in the election, where's that stuff? If you're aware of some of the players who are associated with Fusion GPS and the question is, who was colluding with the Russians? Why didn't you look into that? No, it's very, very interesting. But he knew he was going to get no answer out of that. He just wanted to put right. that out there. Oh, clearly. That, you know, yeah. There you go. Note finally that uh, I guess it's just by chance, by coincidence, that the things left out of the report tended to be favorable to the president. My time's expired. So some fine sarcasm there. We're going to take a break, and we're a little behind, and we understand Louis Gohmert, who's always a character, uh, coming up in just a few minutes, uh, brings some interesting stuff and gets into some of the Peter Strzok texts. Oh, look out. So we've got that on the way on this special historic edition of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Special historic edition of the Armstrong and Getty Show as we're airing portions of the Mueller testimony currently before the House Judiciary Committee, the House Intelligence Committee, to come up later today. And Mueller opened with saying, I'm not going to get away from the report. I'm not going to answer any of the questions about a whole bunch of different things. And he has since then answered questions about a whole bunch of different things. And he's old and deaf. And he, so yeah, that is really a headline. We're going to get the end of a uh, congressman, a Democrat from Georgia, Mr. Johnson, and then get into the always entertaining Louis Gohmert. Here we go. Thank you. At volume uh, two, page 85, it states that he didn't want to have the attorney general. He didn't want to have a role in trying to fire the attorney general. So at this point, uh, I will yield back. That went well. (laughs) Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, Mr. Mueller, well, first, let me ask a unanimous consent, Mr. Chairman, to submit uh, this article, Robert Mueller Unmasked, for the record. This Uh-oh. is, oh, here we go. This is Uh-oh. Louis Gohmert, congressman from uh, Texas. Is that where yeah. he's from? And he always brings it, and he's about to. Here we go. Now, Mr. Mueller, who wrote the nine-minute comments you read at your May 29th press conference? Uh, I'm not going to get into that. 
Okay, so that's what I thought. You didn't write it. A 2013 puff piece in the Washingtonian about Comey said basically when Comey called, you'd drop everything you were doing. It gave examples. You're having dinner with your wife and daughter. Comey calls, you drop everything and go. Uh, the article wow. quoted Comey as saying if a train were coming down the track, and I quote, at least Bob Mueller will be standing on the tracks with me. Yeah. Uh, you and James Comey, have been good friends or were good friends for eight for many years correct oh we were business associates we both started off in the justice department about you were good time. friends you can work together and not be friends but you we and were comey friends. were friends we were friends that's my question you thank you for getting to the answer now before you were wow. appointed a special counsel saucy isn't he uh had you talked to james comey in the preceding six months no uh, when you were appointed as special counsel, I w- I'm not sure uh, I would remember that. Was President uh, Trump's firing of Comey something you anticipated investigating, potentially obstruction of justice? Okay, get into that. Okay, internal deliberations in the Justice Department. Actually, it goes to your credibility, and maybe you've been away from the courtroom for a while. Credibility is always relevant. It's always material, and that goes for you, too. You're a witness before us. Let me ask you, when you talked to President Trump the day before he appointed or you were appointed as special counsel, you were talking to him about FBI director position again. Uh, did he uh, mention the as, firing of James not, Comey? Uh, not as a candidate. I was asked, did he mention the firing of James Comey in your discussion with him? Cannot remember. Pardon? Cannot remember. I don't believe so. You but I'm not going to be specific. You don't remember. But if he did, you could have been a fact witness as to the president's comments and state of mind on firing James Comey. I suppose, uh, I suppose that's possible. Yeah. So most prosecutors want to make sure there's no appearance of impropriety uh, but in your case you hired a bunch of people that did not like the president uh, let me ask you when did you first learn of peter struck's animus toward donald trump in the summer of uh, 2017 you didn't know before he was hired I, i'm sorry what did you... you didn't know before he was hired for your team uh you know what Oh, my God. What we just five seconds ago oh. were the animus. I'm starting to be with Sean. we got to have an age limit for everybody involved oh in everything my. important. Yes. It's not his fault. They dragged him out of retirement. <laughs> well, that's just true. Playing that's for true, okay. Oh okay. Let's see if he can answer. Peter Struck hated Trump. Okay. You didn't okay. know that before oh, he was clip. made part of your team. Is that what you're no, saying? I did not know that. All right. Uh, when did you and first learn? When, when he did find out, I, I acted uh, swiftly to have him reassigned elsewhere in the FBI. Well, there's some discussion about how swift that was. But when did you learn of the ongoing affair he was having with Lisa Page? Uh, about the same time I okay. um, from, uh, struck. Did you ever order anybody to investigate the deletion of all of their texts off of their government uh, phones? Once we found that uh, uh, Peter Strzok uh, was an author of... Uh, Did you ever May I finish? order... Well, you're not answering my question. Did you order an investigation into deletion and reformatting of their government phones? No, there was an IG investigation ongoing. 
Well, listen, uh, regarding collusion or conspiracy, you didn't find evidence of any agreement, I'm quoting you, among the Trump campaign officials and any Russia-linked individuals to interfere with our U.S. election, correct? Correct. So you also note in the report that an element of any of those obstructions you referenced requires a corrupt state of mind, correct? Corrupt intent, correct. Right. And if somebody knows they did not conspire with anybody from Russia to affect the election, and they see the big Justice Department with people that hate that person coming after them, and then a special counsel appointed who hires dozen or more people that hate that person and he knows he's innocent he's not corruptly acting in order to see that justice is done what he's doing is not obstructing justice he is pursuing justice and the fact that you ran it out two years means you perpetuated injustice i take take your question time has expired the witness may answer the question Yes. I take your question. What does that mean? What? The gentleman from Florida. There were there were smiles behind him when he said that. What does that I mean? I take your question. Does anybody know what that means? I'm not Where a lawyer. Where the hell it means did that, that come that's from? I'm answering everything from now on. <laughs> yeah, that's right. My wife grills me on. You said you were going to be home by ten, and you're home. By, I take that question. I take your question. Louis Gohmert with the people say or things were written. There are reports that say you and James Comey would buy one extra large pair of pants and both climb inside it and walk around like one person. Is that true? I mean, what, what is that? There are reports out there. I mean, what you could say anything. <laughs> I found that a hilarious way of questioning. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was that was a pretty good nailing of them. That's some good sound bites right there. Oh, oh yeah. If the game is, well, not if the game is, the game is uh, swaying public opinion. It's a political thing. This is not a courtroom. This is a political thing. So you can get you can ring the bell and get stuff in there that wouldn't be admissible in a courtroom, or or you you know you can you can quote articles. Nobody knows where that came from. <laughs> it doesn't make any difference. Right. I mean, you just got to get get it out there, and both sides are doing that. So I, I recognize that it's a I, political I, game. I can find no reference to that expression. What it means? I take that. Is question. that a legal uh, lawyers probably know, or Congress people know? Okay. Peter Strzok. Kind of bunch of emails. Hated the president. When did you become aware of that? I don't know. Summer of 2017. A while back. Become aware of what? <laughs> oh, my God. What, what we just were talking about. Uh, so I guess we'll roll on with a little more of this. I don't know who is next. Uh, the, but, but again, people were smiling behind Mueller when he said, I take that question as his big response to that. Yeah, I take your question. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's thinking. He showed him. Director Mueller, I'd like to get back to your findings covering June of 2017. There was a bombshell article that reported that the president of the United States was personally under investigation for obstruction of justice. And you said in your report uh, on page 90, volume two, and I quote, news of the obstruction investigation prompted the president to call McGahn and seek to have the special counsel removed, close quote. And then in your report, you wrote about multiple calls from the president to White House counsel Don McGahn. And regarding the second call, you wrote, and I quote, McGahn recalled that the president was more direct, saying something like, call Rod, tell Rod that Mueller has conflicts and can't be, special, can't be the special counsel. McGahn recalled the president telling him, Mueller has to go. 
and call me back when you do it. Director Mueller, did McGahn understand what the president was ordering him to do? I direct you to the, what we have written in the report in terms of characterizing and, his feelings. And in the report, it says, quote, McGahn understood the okay, president. I want to jump in here just before we run out of time. We're wa- I'm watching this on MSNBC. Just to, we're just getting the audio from it. And when that Democrat quoted stuff from the report, they put up on the screen the section of the report. Oh, that was when, fast. When the Republicans have quoted from the report, there's been nothing put up on the screen. Nope. So I don't know if the Democrats told MSNBC ahead of time what they're yep. going to use so they could get the quotes ready to go or what. But I, that, that stands out to me. They had all the visuals ready to go? That's interesting. More of this historic day on the way.